Hi, I'm Aaron Orlando reporting for RebelstokeMountaineer.com and Revelstoke Mountaineer Magazine. Today, I'm speaking with uh, Wayne Stetsky, who is the former MP for Kootenai, Columbia from uh, 2015 to 2019, uh, representing the federal MP. And prior to that, he was uh, mayor of Cranbrook, uh, BC, in the East Kootenai, uh, where he served from uh, 2011 uh, to 2014. Uh, Mr. Stetsky, thanks for taking some time to chat with me. Good afternoon, Aaron. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to have a chat. Okay, so so Wayne, uh, let me just get right to the point and the reason I'm calling today. Um, I spoke uh, yesterday with uh, former MP uh, David Wilkes uh, cons- from the conserva- of the Conservative Party, uh, and I'm reaching out to you with a bit of an issue, and I'm trying to run some ideas past you and uh, get get your thoughts on this. Um, specifically, our, our current uh, MP, uh, Rob Morrison, a Conservative uh, Party representative, um, has been somewhat involved in the uh, ongoing truck uh, convoys, uh, sort of uh, appearing in articles uh, in, the, in the regional news, uh, expressing his support for the convoy at the start. Um, also uh, retweeting out over on his Twitter account a message on January uh, 29th uh, uh, that expressed support for the Coots blockade. And that was uh, on the same day that uh, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney um, had uh, dec- uh, said it was illegal, condemned it, and asked people to, to move on there. Um, in the intervening days, uh, in the past few days, we've seen uh, uh, arrests by the uh, RCMP uh, of uh, 13 people at that blockade, uh, including four who were charged with uh, conspiracy to murder RCMP officers. Uh, the police have seized a whole bunch of guns uh, from them, as, as people have seen in media reports. And all along, for, for the past few weeks, I've been trying to get in touch with MP Rob Morrison. I've made multiple, I've made, called his office uh, in, uh, in the writing. I've called his office in Ottawa. I've sent multiple email requests to his staff, uh, direct messages on social media, um, everything I can possibly do. Uh, to date, all I've uh, received is uh, one one sentence uh, sort of answer from uh, his uh, c- uh, constituency uh, assistant, um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to sort this out and trying to figure out what's going on. In addition to that, I've asked uh, to be included on the the media uh, email list, so when he has a, a press statement, uh, he can uh, uh, I can see what he's got to say. Uh, today, one of my colleagues forwarded one f- uh, from his office that was sent to others, but not myself. So I'm a bit perplexed. So what I opted to do is reach out to uh, the past two MPs, uh, both from uh, different political parties, uh, uh, and uh, sort of get your thoughts. And I guess I'm just going to uh, sort of end it there and uh, sort of get get your reaction to, to what I'm talking about here. Well, it certainly makes you wonder what MP Morrison has to hide. Mm-hmm. And I find it quite ironic that he has supported an illegal blockade, and in Ottawa, quite frankly, an illegal occupation, uh, given he has spent his former career in in law and order. So I I find it quite ironic and, quite frankly, um, unexplainable in terms of the support. You know, the the blockade, of course, in Ottawa is illegal. They are currently as we speak, arresting people and towing vehicles, which took far too long. It should have happened 
three weeks ago, quite frankly, in, in my mind. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it does raise a lot of questions. Um, the Conservative Party disappointed me. Uh, you, you know, I, I try and focus on principles rather than politics. And so it really bothered me when the interim leader of the Conservative Party, Candace Bergen, said that there were some emails that were leaked back near the start of this um, whole issue where she said uh, we should be out there supporting the occupation and the truckers because it makes the prime minister look bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought at that point, you know, is that really what the Conservative Party has become? Is that what Mr. Morrison has become, that it's okay to support illegal activities uh, and of course, if you're living in Ottawa, it, it has been, and I'll, I'll use the word quite frankly, it's been hell if you live in downtown Ottawa uh, over the last three weeks. But that's okay, uh, as long as it makes the opposition party, the governing party, look bad. So I, I find it uh, unbelievable, quite frankly, and inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in terms of... Uh one of the questions I really want to ask is trying to clarify uh, pos- the position on uh, these issues, you know? So, um, for example, uh, you know, do you, wh- what do you support and what you don't you support and what are the reasons uh, behind that? Uh, I don't think uh, anyone would come out in support of uh, armed people uh, uh, attempting to, to kill RCMP officers. That's a given, but... Uh, one of the challenges uh, with this type of uh, mo- this sort of amorphous uh, movement that's attracted a lot of people in uh, in is you know your involvement in it and and how do you control it how do you stand adjacent to it or not um, so my question is this um, you know regarding answering questions from the media uh, representatives as I note I've been around here for a long time in Revelstoke uh, for 14 years uh, sort of in a lead editorial position. Uh, doing news and current events every day. Um, is, is there a requirement uh, for, for you to, uh, as an MP or MPs generally, to, to respond to these things? Or how do you understand that? Because I know they don't have to, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, if, if an MP believes in what they are saying and what potentially they're standing up for, then absolutely they should be willing to talk to the media at any time and to make sure that the constituents through the media understand their position on on things. So when you get into a situation like this, which again has a former RCMP uh, career individual supporting illegal activities, uh, you have to wonder both uh, the reason for supporting the um, illegal activities that are going on and also the reluctance to talk about it. You know, when the civil suit was announced in Ottawa, and I guess that civil suit, and this was uh, citizens of Ottawa basically suing the occupiers, uh, the illegal occupiers of, of Ottawa, uh, and it's now up to over $300 million in terms of the amount that they're asking for. I really thought that um, MPs, senators, and other political uh, people who support this illegal activity, they should be listed and named in the lawsuit as well. And I think then we'd find out how much of their support for this is 
political versus how much of it is based on personal principles. So I think uh, they should be added to any civil suits in terms of trying to recover damages, uh, regardless of where that is across the country, but certainly in Ottawa. So I would challenge Mr. Morrison with that, you know, or do you really, really believe that this is the right thing to do, what's been happening across the country? And if you do, are you willing to put your personal assets on the line, which is what's, of course, happening with a number of the protesters, uh, and particularly this week as the Emergency Act was put into play? Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- I want to address one of the statements you said there to sort of find out um, uh, a little bit more about that, and maybe not referencing Mr. Morrison specifically, or but just uh, support for this uh, uh, movement generally. Um, why uh, do you think, um, you know, numerous... Uh, uh, conservative MPs have come out and expressed support in various different ways, not not of everything, but of certain things. Uh, what uh, d- what do you see in terms of the the political pattern or the policy pattern or, or however however you want to say it? Uh, what are your observations on on what's happening here? Well, the concern is that there is a really right wing aspect to members of the Conservative Party, and I, I think that's reflected in some of their members of Parliament as well. Uh, and that's you know, one of my concerns going forward. Like When you look at the history behind this particular protest, it started as truckers. And one of my sons is a cross-border trucker. Now he's fully vaccinated, but mm-hmm. um, truckers, you know, being required to be vaccinated across the border. Now, I think many Canadians at that point would have said that, you know, that's a good question. Like, is there any science? Because we need to remain science-based, which I, I do believe science has determined our actions so far in the way of passports and, and masks and social distancing, etc. But was there any kind of science saying that truckers crossing the border actually increased COVID uh, in any way? Uh, but we never did hear that. But both the Americans and the Canadian government decided to make sure that you had to be vaccinated before you crossed the border. So I think there were a lot of Canadians that said, hmm, uh, is that interesting? Is that the right thing to do? So the protesters head off to Ottawa. And what happens is along the way, and once they arrive, and the same thing was true as we saw in Coutts border, you get all kinds of other groups with different agendas basically becoming part of the protest and ultimately maybe hijacking the protest. And I fully believe in people's right to protest legally and to have their voices heard. One of my concerns going forward is there may be a reluctance uh, for legal protests in the future to happen if these same groups are sitting out there looking for any opportunity to jump on board and in some cases go as far as wanting to overthrow the government. So uh, I have a long-term concern with that as well. But, um, you know, it, it's when you look at what's happening, and we looked at, what, at Ottawa, and you see, and I'll, I'll use just one example, the disrespect for the Canadian flag, mm-hmm. which we have all been so proud to wear. You know, traveling abroad when, when I was much younger, we always sewed Canadian flags onto our backpacks uh, wherever we traveled in the world. And... When you look at what they've been doing in Ottawa, flying Canadian flags upside down, attaching things to it, splitting it in half, 
uh, wearing it as capes and, and as uh, almost as, as scarves, uh, totally disrespecting the flag. Uh, that to me is just one example of what's so wrong with the group that's still there in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, touch on something you mentioned er- uh, much earlier in the interview um, in that um, uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of uh, messaging targeting uh the prime minister um now justin trudeau's a member of the liberal party which is neither uh you know has not not the ndp and not the conservatives uh, either uh however um in your work as mp uh you've got to know him uh, including uh taking uh, photos with him, uh, working on various initiatives. And that's actually been used by uh, MP Morrison in, in attack ads uh, against you, uh, for example, in the, the most recent uh, election uh, campaign. Um, I guess I'm, I'm seeking your insight on why, why the focus uh, specifically so much on the prime minister. What, what do you think of the intent of that is? You know, and, and so my no apology for my relationship with the Prime Minister. I mean, we we first met when his brother Michelle died in Kokanee Glacier Park, and I was the district manager for parks. And so we worked with the family through that tragedy. We then did a fundraiser across Canada with the Trudeaus and, and many other uh, Canadians uh, at the time, and raised over a million dollars and, and built, of course, the I think still the best, the nicest free, uh, well, it's not exactly free now, I guess, but a backcountry shelter, public shelter in Canada uh, with Kokanee Glacier Lodge. And so over the years, when I was mayor of Cranbrook, uh, Justin Trudeau started his tour as the new leader of the Liberal Party here in Cranbrook, uh, his Western, his BC tour. Uh, So, you know, that relationship has been there a, a long time. Now, do I agree with everything that the Liberal Party and the Prime Minister has done since being elected in 2015? Absolutely not. And voted many times against what the Liberals were proposing if I didn't think it was in the best interest of the constituents here in Kootenai, Columbia. So, you know, you, you always have to draw a line. Um, in, in this case, uh, say my, our, my personal relationship uh, was one part of um, my being, you know, in, in Ottawa, but I have to say it also led to a number of relationships with ministers and cabinet ministers federally that continue today. And that was because, as a member of Parliament, I always tried to stick with principles and not politics. And so I developed working relationships with several of the federal ministers because I showed them respect and they showed me respect. Uh, that continue to today. So no apologies at all. And I know the Conservatives um, tried to play that up uh, during a couple of the elections, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my answer to that is, uh, you know, the photos are, are fine. Uh, do I agree with everything the Liberals put forward and everything that Justin has done since becoming Prime Minister? Absolutely not. But that doesn't change the fact that there is a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing the scene uh, 
around us right now over the past three weeks uh you know canada has attracted um international attention for these protests there's been a lot of focus on, on uh the protests itself um which are um you know um based on uh, policies, uh, for example, one could say, or based on the, the feelings of uh, individuals about government policy or their relationship with, uh, with government. Uh, um, when you see where we're at now, do you think we're in a, in a helpful or, or good place uh, with, with the way things are unfolding? And then the second part of that question is, as an MP, as an elected MP, you know, what do you think, uh, you know, all of all of the MPs uh, across the country ought to be doing to um, get it to uh, a constructive place where we're actually moving, where we're moving forward on uh, policies and issues that matter to Canadians and affect the lives of Canadians? Because it's, it's a bit, this is a bit unusual. And I guess what I'm basically asking you is, how, how do we find a way forward? And, and how does uh, an MP uh, work to find that way forward? So looking at what's happening right now, of course, and then the Emergency Act uh, debate, which started yesterday, has been cancelled today because of concerns with the removal of the protesters and how that could go. Um, You you know, I I like the fact that we have a minority government. So what the Emergency Act does was provide some additional powers that were not there in past, one of them being to ban travel to protest zones. So you can now say, look, uh, if you are trying to blockade a border somewhere, that is now illegal. Uh, It prohibits bringing children and minors to unlawful assemblies. So you're absolutely still welcome to have your voice heard in lawful assemblies, but not unlawful assemblies. And it provides some additional powers, I think, under the financial aspect where they can seize bank accounts. But this is a minority government. And so I guess we'll find out uh, later next week. Well, it's supposed to be Monday. Hmm. I don't know whether I have to delay that now for an additional day of debate or not. But um, the NDP has said that they would provide support as long as the implications and the implementation of the act was both temporary and targeted. So what that means is that going forward, if it looks like the federal government is using this in ways that are not directly related to just ending these protests, the opposition parties collectively can stop it. They can get together, vote it down, and stop it. So I like the fact that it's a minority government. if they go too far, they are at serious risk in terms of their, polit- the liberals are, in terms of their political future. But, you know, what we need to do, what all politicians need to do, and one of the things I don't like, of course, is right now Parliament is tied up dealing with this specific issue and therefore is not moving forward on things that are important to building a better Canada. And the question that every member of Parliament needs to be asking themselves, I think, every day, when they wake up, is what can I work on or do today to help make a better Canada? And if you're not focused on that, if you're focused on, on, you know, politics and and making somebody else look bad and and things that take up a lot of time and potentially can tie up a lot of time in Parliament, as is happening right now, 
That is really unfortunate, and that is not a good use of our members of Parliament's time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Wayne Stetsky um, is a former uh, MP for Kootenai, Columbia, uh, representing the uh, NDP here, as well as a former mayor of of Cranbrook. Uh, Wayne, thank you for taking the time uh, to talk with me about uh, current events today. You're welcome. And again, I mean, every politician, every member of parliament needs to refocus on how to make a better country going forward and put their time and their efforts into that in consultation with their constituents. Let's get let's move Canada forward.